0: What is up, everybody? NC Sports Entertainment, episode 112. Starting off, per usual, in skeeps 4, I believe, three weeks in a row now. I've done an N-Skeeps turnover segment. And then I have a debate on some of the greatest coaches of all time between two NFL head coaches. And then I did not do a division preview last week. It actually kind of slipped my mind. Um, so I will look, I will preview the NFC South and the AFC South. Let's get into it. In skips 4, WWE, once again, third time in probably four weeks, is Jay Uso. Main event, Jay Uso. We all know he got the pin last week at Money in the Bank. That's not over Roman Reigns. First time in three and a half years. That is not why he's on here. He is on here because there was a court, there was a, an examination of the tribal chief and his, his work and the, within the bloodline between Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa. And the Usos themselves, Jimmy and Jay. Anyways, Jimmy, Uso was, Jimmy and Jay were attacked by Solo and Roman on Friday Night SmackDown. Jay Uso went to the hospital, quote unquote, with Jimmy. Comes back and attacks Roman Reigns and calls him out, essentially challenging him to a match for the WWE WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, possibly at SummerSlam. So Jay Uso is the best of the week for WWE for this CFL we are now getting into that we are at week 4 of the CFL season and from the Toronto Argonauts from last Sunday's game from week 3 actually the Argonauts defeated the BC Lions British Columbia Lions 45 to 24 cornerback Robertson Daniel three solo tackles and three interceptions That improved the, at the time, the Argonauts record to 3-0. And they're still sitting at 3-0. They are on a bye this week. Anyways, then to Major League Baseball. Two in Major League Baseball, we were at that time. We were in the dog days of summer, however you want to look at it. Hitters, once again, I believe he's at, probably similar as Jey Uso, Um, Ellie De La Cruz this week, 30 at-bats, 7 runs, 1 home runs, 4 RBIs, 7 stolen bases, 433 average, 438 on-base percentage, 13 hits, 3 doubles, 1 walk. Ellie's performance this week, earned earned the Reds, a 4-game sweep over the Washington Nationals, and they are currently tied with the Brewers on the weekend series. One more game today, and then... We are at the all-star break. Now a pitcher from the Atlanta Braves earned two wins this week, 13 innings played. 20 strikeouts, two wins, two quality starts, 1.38 ERA, only two earned runs. So, for Inskeeps 4, from WWE, again, Jay Uso from the Canadian Football League, Robertson Daniel, cornerback, three interceptions, Major League Baseball, Ellie De La Cruz from the Reds, and Spencer Strider from the Atlanta Braves. Now, getting into Inskeeps turnovers, why am I talking about this five months later? Well, because the Philadelphia Eagles can't shut their mouths. And no, this is not a Chiefs fan talking. This is the Eagles not shutting up. NFL pin the blame on the Eagles and the Chiefs for slippery Super Bowl field conditions. Why was this brought up? Because certain players, like Hassan Reddick, said it was the worst surface he's ever played on. And even Fletcher Cox, or no, not Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, said the Chiefs' offensive line was blessed by the field conditions as they held an Eagles defense that led the league in sacks without one in the Super Bowl. Well, the Chiefs had a worse D-line, the Eagles had a better O-line, and Jalen Hurts had the better performance in the Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I said it. However, Jalen Hurts was sacked twice, and he fumbled. Therefore, he was not the MVP. That's why. Anyways. And then C.J. Gardner-Johnson said he went through three different ga- three different cleats. He said, even the studs weren't working, working. Explain that. Run that bull back on legit grass. The D-line smashed that O-line. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's not what happens. You guys were not battle tested. The Chiefs were battle tested. You lost. Get over it. Even Kalen Saunders, the Chiefs' said Chiefs Chief defensive lineman, said, "You know, we only had two sacks in that game. I bet if it was normal uh, normal turf, we would have would have had four sacks. But hey, who knows? Well, you know what? We'll see who the better team is when the Eagles go to Arrowhead this this uh, this year. Um, I will say the Chiefs are the better team. They always will be the better team. They have the better head coach and the better quarterback. No, that's not a Chiefs fan being biased. That is just facts. Facts don't care about your feelings, Philly Nation. Go eat your cheesesteaks and cry about it. Anyways, that is is four and NSC's turnovers. I have, I'm going to talk about those two Hall of Fame head coach, future Hall of Fame head coaches, an NFC South preview and an AFC South preview. No, I'm not previewing the home run derby or the MLB all-star game. I am kind of depressed. I find it funny. You know, another inskeep turnover worthy moment. Eight years ago, the Royals were the best team in the league winning the World Series over the Mets in a a four to one and five games winning series four to one. And now they are quite possibly the worst team of all time. There are 40 games under 500, possibly 41 going into the All-Star break. If they lose today, they are 25 and 65. They will quite possibly be the worst team of all time at least in the modern era in terms of wins and losses do i think they are better than their record for sure how much better i don't know but they have legitimate talent in my opinion and they should not be this bad but i digress i'm going to take a break before i start crying uncontrollably over the royals and their poor excuse of a team stay tuned One other thing I'm going to talk about, I can't remember if I mentioned that or not, um, before I get into my debate of these two A, two head coaches, is my 2023 SB's predictions, uh, best athlete for the men's. I'm not going to say what the nominate, actually I will, give me one second. But I didn't cover everything, I just went over what I think I, I feel like I'm comfortable enough to vote on, comfortable enough to vote on. Um, best athlete in men's sports between Nikola Jokic, Aaron Judge, Patrick Mahomes, Lionel Messi. Um, this is a tough one between Mahomes or Messi. I don't think Judge or Jokic belong on there. Yes, I know Jokic just won the finals and Judge got into sixth or seventh all-time in home runs last year. However, Mahomes and Messi won a championship. I know Jokic did as well, but Messi won scored two goals, especially at his at the point in his career um, to earn a championship. Argentina. However, Mahomes was the first Super Bowl first. Since Kurt Warner, league MVP and Super Bowl MVP, I know some say Jalen Hurts deserved it. I'm not saying he didn't, but Jalen Hurts was sacked twice and did have a turnover. On the the other hand, uh, actually not on the other hand, Hurts also had much more time of possession because the Eagles controlled the clock. And the Chiefs, on the other hand, Mahomes, had only one incompletion on a throwaway in the second half when it mattered most. So Mahomes, best athlete in men's sports. Then best breakthrough athlete between Caitlin Clark, Brock Purdy, Angel Reese and Julio Julio Rodriguez. I want to give it to Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. Who knows where they end up in the, during the season? Brock Purdy played his butt off. Um, I hope he's okay. I hope he comes back. Um, best record breaking performance between. No, I will not vote on that one. Sorry, give me one second. Best championship performance whether well, it's Leon Edwards, UFC defeats uh, Kamar Usman by fifth round knockout, Nikola Jokic. Or Lionel Messi or Rose Zhang from the LPGA. I gotta give it to Messi, who I think might win best men's athlete. But I gotta give it to Messi. 2022 World Cup final, scored two goals and scored in the penalty shootout to win man of the match, and he won the Golden Ball as piece of FIFA's best player of the tournament again. First championship for him in Argentina. Best comeback athlete between John Jones, Jamal Murray, Alyssa Thomas, and Justin Verlander. I gotta give it to John Jones. I know I don't talk about mixed martial arts that much. However, Jones' first fight in the UFC since the COVID year, 2020, he was last seen in action against Dominic Reyes, where he defended his light heavyweight championship at UFC 247. While John Jones was plotting a move to the heavyweight division, he he and the UFC president did not see eye-to-eye over fighter pay. Jones felt that he needed to be paid more for a move up to the heavyweight decision, which resulted in him delaying his return. Anyways, he is back. Best play I thought was a toss-up, but this uh, between two of them, well, there's four of them, but between the two, it was Michael Blocks, one, one, or Justin, Justin Jefferson with the catch of the Century. I got to give it to Justin Jefferson because of the way he caught it, just the way he reached up there one-handed, and but he was completely covered. I think it was two defenders, maybe three defenders around him, and he still caught it. I mean, it was like a Calvin Johnson-type play. Best team between the Denver Nuggets, Georgia Bulldogs, Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas a- Aces, Louisiana State Tigers, Oklahoma Sooners, or the Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, I need to slow down. However, the best team, I got to give it to the Georgia Bulldogs, NCAA football, repeat champions. They defeated TCU 65-7. That game was over by the second quarter. Best college athlete for the male side, I got to give it to Caleb Williams, USC football. Him and Lincoln Riley definitely brought USC back. It is nice to see, well, for some people. Best collegiate athlete women's sports. I gotta give it to Caitlin Clark. you can't see me. The female John Cena of of real unscripted sports. well, maybe unscripted. we don't know. but Caitlin Clark, uh, I know she her and I what came up short in the championship Matt, in the championship. However, Caitlin Clark did help put women's basketball up to a higher level uh, higher uh, tier. Best NFL player again. I got to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I know Nick Bosa, J- Jalen Hurts, and Justin Jefferson are more than deserving, but you don't win the league MVP and Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl MVP and not be rewarded for it. Best MLB player. I said it last week. We're running out of We're running out of words to describe Shohei Ohtani. Um, he's the best MLB player. I know Aaron Judge broke a record. I know Paul Goldschmidt is the Tom Brady of Major League Baseball. Justin Verlander had a, had a great comeback this past year, and but Shohei Otani, we're just waiting to call him the GOAT at this point. I will not vote on best NHL player, but a best NBA player, I got to give it to Jokic. I know Joel Embiid won MVP, but Jokic won finals MVP and won the finals. Best UFC fighter, I think, comeback athlete of the year, Jon Jones. Then, best soccer player, I typically would not vote on this, but I got to give it to Lionel Messi. And then I did not see this on there, but I always liked it when they do this. Best WWE moment. If I had to give my best WWE moment from this past year and a half, past year or so, I got to give it to Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest in the ring. Um, I always say that if I'm talking to a non-wrestling fan or a casual wrestling fan about an athlete, about a wrestler, um, I either say they're a great actor or they're a great athlete. Rey Mysterio is great at both. He's great at acting. He's a great athlete. I would love to see him in the square, in the in the octagon. I'd love to see him on the basketball court. I know he's shorter, but so is Nate Robinson. Rey Mysterio was finally inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. There's no physical location for it, but I'm hoping with this deal with Endeavor and basically being a combined company with UFC – I'm hoping there's at least some sort of physical WWE Hall of Fame at some point, and Ray Mysterio deserves to be in that. Okay, next up, speaking of Hall of Fame, I want to get into this debate between two head coaches: Bill Belichick, six Super Bowl rings as head coach, two as a defensive coordinator; Andy Reid, two, uh, sorry, eight, three Super Bowl rings, one as a quarterback coach, two as a head coach. I will get into that, get into that right now. What is the difference between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick? Well, Bill Belichick is a defensive head coach. Andy Reid is an offensive head coach. I think Andy Reid is a better drafter, better at putting a team together. He's more of a player's coach. Bill Belichick is the do-what-I-say, but he's not great at elevating – well, he's great at elevating a team. He is not great at finding talent in terms of offense, uh, except for Tom Brady and Gronk. Decent at finding running back, but in terms of receivers, not that great. Um, however, I think Bill Belichick is still a – genius when it comes to chess play same with Andy Reid I I legitimately believe at the end of the at the end of time there will be the two greatest head coaches in all of sports not just football but all of sports I'm going to break this down I'm not going to really break it down but Brady sorry Belichick without Brady has one playoff win with Brady six rings. Andy Reid without Mahomes 13 playoff wins, four straight conference championships. I actually believe it's five straight conference championships, won one of them, and then lost in the Super Bowl. Now, okay, that Super Bowl, he lost he to lost, uh, Bill Belichick and Brady. Um, and Andy Reid's biggest component of him not being one of the greatest of all time is his clock management, but that's gotten much better over the years, even the past couple of years before Mahomes. So like 2015 to probably 2017, he was much better. Um with, with Alex Smith, so probably from 2015, 2016 to now. Um, Andy Reid, with Mahomes, two Super Bowls, five straight conference championships once again. He is the only head coach to do that with two different organizations. I, I'm not saying Andy Reid is better than Bill Belichick. I'm not saying you're wrong if you say that. But just looking at their resumes without their Hall of Fame quarterbacks, whether it's Brady or Mahomes, I mean, it's a solid argument. I know everybody up in the Northeast and Boston are, are chugging on their Sam Adams, choking on their champ, uh, champ, <laughs> clam. <laughs> yeah, just forgot I said that. Um, chugging on their Sam Adams, buzzed. Uh, I'm saying this is a, it should not be a comparison. Andy Reid is nowhere near, but well, I've had to tell you he is. Um, he's got to win a couple more. Am I saying he will? No. Am I saying he doesn't? Again, no. How long do I think he coaches? I'd say th- two to five years. If they go and repeat this year, you bet you Andy Reid's going for a three-peat. And if he repeats, he retires. If he doesn't repeat, I'd say it's another four to five years. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I can't see the future. I wish I could, and sometimes I'm glad I don't. I wish I could see the future in terms of the Royals, but I can't. Anyways, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, I feel like it's a... 1A, one 1B one situation, at least in terms of pro football, not all of sports. I'm sure there's the Phil Jacksons and the Nick Sabans and the Yogi Berra's of the world. I would like to have a conversation with me about that. But Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, who do you think is the greatest of all time? Again, look at their resumes without Brady, without Mahomes. Bill Belichick, defensive genius. I mean, I say he's not great at finding talent, but when his team isn't that talented, he's still they're still respectable. Like, 2020, that roster was not good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. And they were one of the top teams at least halfway through the season. Last year, they started off horrible, and they kind of clawed their way back. Sorry, 2021. Last year, they weren't... They've just been average. He's been average with an average roster. I don't know, but... I just think maybe Andy Reid being a player's coach is the reason his resume is better without Mahomes. Bill Belichick isn't necessarily a player's coach, so I I don't know. But that debate came up with Michael Vick saying he has a Hall of Fame career. If he wins any more Super Bowls, he might be better than Bill Belichick. I'd say he has to win four to legitimately say he's better than Bill. But we'll see. Stay tuned. Okay, getting into the NFC South first. Starting from the bottom to the top, so fourth to first. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, I used to be a big fan of Baker Mayfield. I still kind of hope he does work out, but I just don't think he will. I think this Bucs roster is aging. Aging. Todd Bowles is a great defensive, great defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. I don't think he's great at putting a team together. They got a probably they got a harder schedule and they got a lesser leader at quarterback. So I'm giving the Buccaneers maybe this is low. They will be last two to five wins. I think they will be that bad. I think the uh, post Tom Brady days are going to be harder for them than the Patriots. Carolina Panthers, they've got. Bryce Young, who seems like he's put on some weight and kind of built up a little bit. Um, Do I think that's going to make any difference? No, I don't think they're a bad team. I think they will be. They've got a pretty good roster. I just think Bryce Young is going to go through some growing pains. I'm giving the Panthers a third six to nine wins. I think the division will be kind of top heavy in terms of one through three. Be they're very very average division. I don't think we'll be as bad as it was last year. It's just very average. Um, for the New Orleans Saints, similar to the Panthers, however, I give them, got them one win, one win more, uh, seven to 10 wins. I think the Michael Thomas coming back possibly healthy will be a more of a well-rounded offense and optimism about his uh, Michael Thomas's health. And then they should pair well with Derek Carr's play style. I think Derek Carr plays similar to Drew Brees. Um, I think it'll benefit from an upgraded quarterback um saints seven to ten wins like i said now the falcons this seems like a stretch but like i said it's kind of a a range they have one of the easiest schedules in 2023 if not the easiest i know desmond Ritter is kind of iffy but we don't know what's going to happen there so i kind of got to give it give the falcons at first nine to 13 wins the 13 is very generous very generous I just think, like I said, this division is going to be average. Like It could be easily be a 10 and 17 to win the division. It just doesn't mean the division is going to be bad. I just think it's going to be very average. So if you think average this year, think NFC South. Now on to the eight. So like I said, run that down again. Falcons at first, Saints at second, Panthers at third, Buccaneers at fourth. Um, AFC South, uh, I think this one's going to be um, top heavy. And when I mean top heavy, it's the Jaguars and then everybody else. I got the Jaguars 11 to 15 wins. Trevor Lawrence will continue to elevate his play. Um, he's only going to get better. They, I like the signing of safety uh, Jimmy Ward and then tight end Dalton Schultz will be will be great for him. He's got Evan Ingram and Dalton Schultz to throw too. My goodness. And keeps keeps turnover worthy moment. So I have multiple links open and I'm looking at the Jaguars and I was trying to go four to one. So back up, rewind, blah, 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 just laughing at me. Houston Texans. They signed Dalton Schultz. I was looking at the Texans. I wanted to talk about the Jaguars, but I was looking at the Texans link. Anyways, they signed Jimmy Ward. They signed Dalton Schultz. Now CJ Stroud has somebody to throw to. I only have the Texans taking last because of uncertainties. I do like the head coach signing. I can't remember his name. He was defensive coordinator from San Francisco 49ers. From the San Francisco 49ers, I think CJ Stroud will play electric. Have electric play. Um, I just don't know how it'll kind of correlate on the field. I have the Texans at four to eight wins. Again, quite a quite a wide range. I don't think they'll be as bad as the Bucks in terms of the South divisions in last place. But next up is the Titans. Six to nine wins. I would have them lower if it weren't for Derrick Henry and Mike Brabel. I trust Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I think Derrick Henry is going to continue to dominate. Um, I know he has health issues once in a while because of how big he is. And he is a running back. It's normal. That's how it works. However, Titans, six to nine wins. Um, Colts, eight to 12 wins. With Shane Steichen as their new head coach. Offensive coordinator from the runner-ups in the Super Bowl. I said runner-ups for a reason. That's hilarious. First loser, again, that's hilarious. However, I think uh, Anthony Richardson will will work out in this league. I don't care how much he did he played or didn't play. He's got a backup in Gardner Minshew that will be a great mentor. I don't know if they're going to start him right away. We'll find that out in about a month or so. Um in terms of preseason, but I think Anthony Richardson's going to be a tremendous um starter in this league he has the size he has the speed he has the arm he has the ability he's got the he's got the mind for it he's got the tangibles he he just pa- he passes the eye test so the uh, Colts 8 to 12 wins Jaguars like I said no they didn't sign Dalton Schultz but I do say 11 to 15 wins uh Trevor Lawrence will continue to elevate himself Calvin Ridley coming back from his suspension from gambling for a year i don't know how anyways doug peterson and uh trevor lawrence have a legitimate shot at being the number one seed in the afc i only say that because the chiefs have a harder division so it's be- chiefs might not have a harder division we'll get into that when i preview the afc west but run it down real quick nfc south falcons and my predictions falcons saints panthers bucks afc south Jaguars, Colts, Titans, Texans. That is all I have for you guys today on this episode it is Inski Sports Entertainment, episode 112. I'm out of here. Thank you.